Welcome to Fearless Frustrations. I'm Faith Gould here with Danny DeBach and Noah Annette. Going to talk about some frustrations going on in the sports world this week. Um, but first, we're going to start with our headlines. So starting out, we have the Warriors winning their game one. How are you guys feeling about that? You know, this was the point where the Warriors were flexing their muscles and they proved why they are the best team in the NBA. There's no doubt they're going to go through the NBA playoffs, and it's going to be easy. And it showed in how the Warriors, when Steph Curry hit that late three to seal off the game, it shows that the Warriors are the best team in the league, hands down. It's not even close. Well, Danny, this is where I am in disagreement with you. So the Golden State Warriors won game one due to many of non-calls going towards the Houston Rockets. The Houston Rockets should have won game one. It was a close game, and it's also set the tone for the series. Game two has been filled with a bunch of injuries going to both sides, Curry with a dislocated finger, and James Harden being poked in the eye, and so he's basically sightless on the court. So you take out the Houston Rockets' best player, and I'm just seeing something that's reminiscent of a New England Patriots vibe to me right now, Danny. And do they win? Who won the Super Bowl last year? New England did. And guess who's going to win the Super Bowl? Uh, or not the Super Bowl, but the, but the NBA Finals this year. That's right. Golden State, yet again, for the third straight year. Well, you know, I like the saying, cheaters never prosper, but they sure You're do. You're saying the Warriors cheat? Oh, well, of course they do. No, they don't. Cheap shots to the eyes. Poke. They're getting the refs on their side. There's some what? scandals going no. on here, Danny. I think something's a brewing. There have been more ejections for this Warriors team than any season in recent memory. Kevin Durant and Draymond Green, they have had their feuds and being suspended for yelling at officials. And don't forget Boogie Cousins. He's also, well, he's not in the lineup now, but he's also played a factor. Well, as I've said on Fearless Frustrations before, Danny, the Warriors cheat by just having their starting lineup. Well, that's that's whose problem is that? That's the well, rest it's of the it's that it's it's the NBA Players Association along with uh, what are you talking about? No, no, it is no. It's it's, uh, it's the Players Association's problem along with Adam Silver because this should never have happened. There should never have been a team built with this many stars. It's like it reminds me of the Lakers back when they were had Kobe, Steve Nash, Dwight Howard. Uh, Lamar Odom, Meta World Peace, and they didn't let Chris Paul go on that team because it would have been so broken. A lot of those guys were getting past their prime, which I understand, but Chris Paul was the best point guard in the league at that point. Okay, here's, here's, here's my spiel on it. The reason why the Warriors are good are because of free agency. It's Kevin Durant's shoulders. That's the reason why this team is so good. And you can't also overlook Steph Curry and Klay Thompson, some of the most pure shooters in the league. That's why the Warriors are so good. No, 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 Danny, Danny. They, they're so good because they took already the best team in the league at the time, except if LeBron had his whole team healthy because yeah, 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 they yeah. are. And then you take the second best player in the league at the time and put him on a team with the third best player in the league and the fourth best player in the league and the fifth best player in the league, arguably... And so then you just have this constructed team of nonsense, which should not even be allowed to even be in the NBA. It's just too 
it's just too stacked in the in the starting lineup, and the bench is good. You should not be able to have a team of this caliber playing. It's, well, hang on a second. So you're admitting the Warriors are good, and there's no chance that the Rockets are going to win this series. Thank you. That's proving my point. Well, Rock- let's just see how they are on the road, because the Rockets have two games at home now. Well, I, we'll go into more detail later on in how we feel this is going to turn out. All right. Well, I'm very curious to see how this Warrior team plays out with uh, with such a strong start. But moving on to our recent Masters winner, Tiger Woods. Um, he's had a recent invitation to the White House. Um, what what do you think that's going to entail for him? Well, when you get called up to go to the White House, that's that's something special, usually, right? <laughs> I'd be going. 100% I would go. It doesn't matter who's in the office, what's going on, I would go to the White House. I think it's the coolest thing ever. Just even if even if you don't like the president, which some people don't like the, yeah, the president yeah. at times, yeah. you know, regardless of Happy how you feel, I would go just to go see the White House. Yeah. When yeah. are you ever going to go to the White House? You can't just just call up the Congress or or Trump or any of the people in the White House and just go there anytime, you know? Yeah, you can't you can't make your own appointment and just show up without Without an invite. Exactly. Hey, I'm just showing up to your guys' house. Yo, I'm coming to the crib, you know, I'm going to the White House. No, no, I would go, 100%. That's awesome. But, Faith, I know you, you love golf, and what, what does this mean for Tiger? Well, I'm a huge fan of Tiger Woods. I think he's just been a legendary golf player. And so I think it's cool that he's being recognized um, after his huge uh, comeback now, winning the Masters Series. Um, I think it's awesome that he's getting so much uh, admiration for that. Got to really respect it. Um, But our uh, other headline for this week was the NFL draft that took place over last weekend. Um, A lot of exciting things there for the upcoming season. What were your guys' favorite standouts from that draft? Well, I know my favorite standout from the draft, so you should go first, Danny. Oh, I know mine, too. And you know who that is? Who? It's someone that wasn't even drafted. Oh, who was it? Pat McAfee. Oh, that <laughs> was the best part of the draft. <laughs> <laughs> he walks up there in Nashville, AFC South rival, and just absolutely creams all those Titan fans. And it happens in every single draft. Wherever the, the city the draft is being hosted, the the team that has a division rival making a pick, one of their old retired players comes up onto the podium and then just absolutely roasts the, the, the hometown team. That's what Pat McAfee did, and that was hilarious. Yeah, I had a fantastic time seeing his pick, but there was a pick that's just a homer pick for me that just... I couldn't believe it when it happened. I was dancing around the room. I was up and down. I was if I could do a backflip, I would have done a backflip in that situation. Maybe you should get training for a backflip. DK Metcalf to the Seattle Seahawks. Went shirtless to the interview. Uh, <laughs> Pete Carroll was all over it. He knew he wanted him from the get-go. The the need for receiver was very big for Seattle for a big physical guy. They haven't had one even remotely that physical since Jermaine Curse, and it's just it's just the thing that they needed. Russell Wilson is such an accurate quarterback. He's a little overpaid, fantastic player, but you get DK Metcalf, who is was one of the top receivers and back shoulder fates and go routes and just deep balls across the field. And what you notice in this Seattle offense is they go deep. 
They go deep and they catch the ball. So you're getting Tyler Lockett with the speed going on the one side, DK Metcalf with speed and acceleration and that big physical frame. Oh, am I excited for next season. Yeah, I'm really excited for DK Metcalf, too. You know, I thought he was a great pick going into Seattle. Um, and, you know, like you said, he's just going to be um, a really awesome wide receiver. We're really in need of them um, for this next season. So I'm super excited to watch him play. Yeah, and, and you know what might be the case next year for the Seahawks? We might be seeing them. Of course, they were the number one rushing team last year. Wouldn't it be fun to see the, the Seahawks team a few years ago where they throw the ball 40, 50 times a game. Russ throws for 400-some-odd yards every single contest. That's the Seahawks team I would love to enjoy watching. It will be very exciting. But, you know, we've been really talking about exciting things right now, and I think we need to get into the frustrations. All right, Noah, I want to know one of your major frustrations for the week involving the Cleveland Browns. It seems like they're uh, being a favorite lately. What what are your thoughts about that? I'm sick and tired of hearing about the Cleveland Browns. Okay, first off, yeah, first-year coach Freddie Kitchens. He did pretty good as an offensive coordinator last year. You don't know what he's going to do. I'm sick and tired of it. You need a good coach to win the Super Bowl. The, the Cleveland Browns are not winning the Super Bowl. Freddie Kitchens is not the guy. He looks like some guy that I'd just be hanging out with on a weekend, maybe cooking some hot dogs with or barbecuing with, you know? Like, he's just not the brightest-looking guy when I first see, you know, Freddie Kitchens. Then the offense is good. They have... They have theoretically an offense that should be the best in the league. But you know what you need to go that needs to go along with a good offense and good offensive players? Good scheming. I don't see the scheming coming. They had one of the best running backs in Nick Chubb last year from a statistical standpoint. He had the best second half of the year rushing. He arguably could have been a candidate for rookie of the year, even though he only played half the year. He was, get, he was getting close to Saquon, so that's not it. And the defense has gotten worse, worse and worse and worse. The defense is so much worse than last year. You lost Jamie Collins, your leading tackler, and you lost Emmanuel Ogba for some guy from the Kansas City Chiefs, which is just absurd. I've been talking about how the Cleveland Browns are not what they're gonna, what everyone's gonna crack them up to be. They're not even gonna win their own division. You have that's Cincy's. It's not Cincinnati's, Danny. Yes, it is. They don't even deserve a mention. Okay, they don't even deserve a mention because those two are bottom of their division. Once again, the the Cleveland Browns could be a playoff team potentially, potentially. But you still have to think about it. If the Chargers and the Chiefs are going to have years like they did last year, one of those teams is going to be a playoff team, and who's going to be the other one in the division? It could be from theirs. Could be from their division. Could be not going to be from the Patriots division. That's not going to happen because yeah. The, yeah. you know Patriots are going to win their division. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's already decided. It's it's not even a question. And then you have the one with the Colts. I, maybe Houston might be another playoff team. You know the two, but I still see I still see the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think they're a lot better than people are giving them credit for. They had a fantastic draft defensively, and a lot of people are just discrediting them. But hold on, they lost Le'Veon Bell and Antonio. Doesn't Brown. matter. You talk about drama. The Pittsburgh Steelers are a drama. They got rid of their drama. They got rid of their drama. Those players were the cause of the drama in the locker room. They got rid of it. It's like what Seattle did last year. Okay, they got rid of Michael Bennett. They got rid of. um, They got rid of Richard Sherman. They got rid of all the drama that was surrounding the locker room. And what happens when the drama is out of an organization? They play better. Dropping out in the first round. 
I don't know about that, Noah. They played better than the They didn't make the playoffs the year prior. Okay. We're going to stay within frustrations, and guess what? We're going to stay in Cleveland. You ready for this? Yeah. Greedy Williams, drafted by Cleveland. He hasn't even... Okay, hang on. Well, here's, here's what he said. He said that the Browns are going to win a Super Bowl. Now... Let's, let's, re- let's take a look back, take a step back, and realize how ridiculous this statement is. This is a man that hasn't even been in one NFL practice. He hasn't practiced once at all for the Cleveland Browns. And he's sitting out here saying that the Browns are going to win a Super Bowl. This was a team in, in the last two years prior to this season... They had only won one game. They need to win at least three of those to win a Super Bowl. I don't even think they can win three games in a row, Danny. There's no chance. Unless they, ha- yeah. This is preposterous. And Greedy Williams, he's just getting greedy right here. Yeah, I'm sick of the Cleveland Browns. There's too much surrounding them because they had a seven-win season. A 7-7-1 seven, seven season. What was it? Whoop-de-doo. Okay, here's here's the thing. Here's the thing about the Cleveland Browns. Or sure, seven, they have eight, Odell. One, whatever it was. They have o- they have Odell, right? Oh, he's gonna be next best thing. He's gonna be insanely good, and the Browns are gonna be winning. What was he doing in New York? Well, the Giants were five hundred. I mean, to be fair, he had Eli Manning throwing to him. Okay, but is who is Eli- way past his prime? So let's not compare that. He still won two Super Bowls. That's two more than. Baker Mayfield has okay, and that's, will ever that's, win. That's not fair. That is not a fair s- assessment. And also, some of the greatest quarterbacks have never won a Super Bowl. Well, he's well. Eli has been there. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, he knows how to make players good. I don't know. I'm still under the impression that Eli threw so sporadically that the Patriots didn't know how to guard him. But uh, so I I don't know I'm not buying it I'm sick of I'm just sick of these teams the NFL just needs something to talk about so they just bring it up right now um, I don't know let's move on to something else All right Danny so one more of your frustrations this week um, what what how about the Rockets um, with their complaints going on last week how are you feeling about that Okay here's the thing when you lose you move on. You pick up your lunch tray and move on to the next the next step. But the problem is, this Rockets team is still looking back at what happened last year. Last year is in the past. You have a series against the big titans of the NBA in the Golden State Warriors. And you are looking back at what happened in a series last year, which you guys absolutely collapsed in. You guys had a 3-2 lead, and you blew it. Whose fault is it? It's your fault that you blew a 3-2 lead. No one else. I mean, they lost their best, one of their best players, second best player on the team. Stay healthy then. Oh, that is absurd. That's like saying stay healthy, DeMarcus Cousins, for breaking your leg. Well, you have to take steps to stay healthy. Oh. That's why the Rockets were their own worst enemy. Oh, I'm full. Of, I'm just, no. I, wrong. I, I can't stand you. Wrong. I wrong, can't stand Danny. You wrong. Why do we even work together? I don't know. This is, we, we, we yeah. just don't mesh Anyways, well. this is just absurd, Danny. I can't. You're can't, absurd. I can't even believe that you're You're preposterous. This. The Houston Rockets are not their own worst enemy. The officials did pl- were terrible in that game. Why do you have to complain about the officiating? Because there is a significant impact 
Actually, they even looked at the officiating blown in the series from from the the previous year, and there it would have contributed to 18 points in one game that they would have had potentially, which is, I know, that's a lot. Even if they would have had half of those points, they would have won the game. And that is why it just irritates me. No, no, no. You got to you got to grow up. You got to grow up and forget about it. if you were that good. If you were that good, Noah, you wouldn't need those 18 points. That okay. And then you get Golden State who gets every call in the world even ones no, that they aren't don't. called. Yes, they do. No, that's ridiculous. Do, do you watch the game, Dan? Do you watch the game? Cuz I think I think they Have you seen how many times the Warriors have been ejected? This year? I no, I'm understanding. It's continuous. I understand that they get ejected, but that's from technicals. Those are so blatantly obvious they can't cover up a technical. It's all the other nonchalant penalty or did you or see fouls Steph Curry when on. he tried to replicate James Harden's step back? He got called for 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 a travel violation. Because well, it is a travel. No, okay, so that's on James. I agree that that's both a travel. Okay, okay. Yeah. But at the I don't know. I'm sick Jeez. of talking about these teams. They're just I don't know. I feel I, I can't stand you know what. That's one of my frustrations. Okay. Well, you know what? That's that's fine, Danny. But I, I think we're, we've we've talked about our frustrations a little bit. Maybe we can move on to some hot and cold takes. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. All right, Danny. I would like to know one of your hot or cold takes. Um, let's let's go back to uh, the NFL. Uh, what what's one of your hot or cold takes in there? Noah, I hope you can agree with me on this one. The Browns are finishing last place in the AFC North. Cold take. What? You hypocrite? They're not finishing last in their division. What? The team you think is finishing first is finishing last, and you no, know it. No, The Cincinnati no, Bengals are finishing last. Andy Dalton is not the guy. They know he's not the guy. He will never be the guy. And so the the Cincinnati Bengals are going to be last place in their division. They haven't made any significant improvements, and they're just not what they what they're what everyone th- well, what you think they are. Everyone else thinks they're going to be last in their division. No, they're not going to be last. This is a man that took the Bengals to the playoffs. Yeah, how consistently. Many, how many playoff games has Andy Dalton? He's won? taken them into the playoffs. Zero. He's taken them in the playoffs Zero. before. Zero. But yeah, but you know what was going on during those years that. He took him to the playoffs. The Browns were what? Zero uh, and sixteen, or what does know? that mean? Uh, Nothing. I, I don't know. Maybe because you have a very easy team to beat in your division. That's a two free wins. Pittsburgh and Baltimore. You call those free wins? And I'm not the saying I have won no, 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 the, the no. division. Recently. I'm not saying those are free wins, but I'm saying those are some of their losses. Well, only a few. They still won the division. It doesn't matter. The Bengals are no. Not the, the Bengals team. are winning the North. That's I, that's another one of my hot or cold takes. It's yeah. Well, it's also ice cold. It's like the tundra. It's so cold. No, no. Faith, break the tie. Yeah, you know. Sorry, I have to go with Noah on this one. I do not have a lot of faith in the Cincinnati Bengals anymore. I think. Uh, I mean, I, I'm not a huge fan of the Cleveland Browns either. But um, I, I'm a little bit hopeful that that they can do better than the Bengals in their division this year. Yeah. See, oh, there was please. no contest here, Danny. No, no. The Bengals have one vote, and the Browns have two. 
But yeah, it it should be it should be uh, it should be uh, three to three to nothing, and uh, I don't really uh, think it's a conversation piece anymore. So let's move on to the next hot or cold take. All right, Noah. So what is another hot or cold take that you have for the NFL season coming up? All right. Well, hot or cold take, Danny. The Portland Trailblazers will make it out of this round. <laughs> What a joke. What a joke. No, it's going to be Denver. You have Nikola Jokic, who was a beast, an absolute, an absolute beast. You cannot cover that man. He's so big. Denver is going to take this series. They're going to, yes, I'm going to say it, they're going to sweep both games in Portland, and then they're going to go back to the Mile High City, and they're going to finish things off in oh. five. Five-game series. Boy, are you wrong, Danny. <laughs> this series is going to be a hard-fought series. No, But no. you know who's going to win it? Portland in oh, six. Oh, stop it. Portland no. in six. No. Because you know what is going on? It's 1-1 right now. Portland will win their next two games at home. They will lose the next road game due to the altitude, and they will win it at home court again. It is so hard to beat Portland at home, and the Denver Nuggets do not have the tools to do it. With the best backcourt in the NBA of C.J. McCollum and Damian Lillard, along with a key piece in Ennis Cantor, there is no one who can stop them except for in the next round because the Rockets and the Warriors are awaiting them. Okay, okay, well, okay. Well, it doesn't matter to me, but personally with the Rockets and... And or not the Rockets. The Rockets are going to be out anyways. But in Denver and also Portland's case, that doesn't matter because that feeds right into my next hot or cold take. And here it is. The Golden State Warriors are going to sweep the Rockets, sweep the Western Conference Finals, and yes, sweep in the finals. Sweep City. Uh, Wrong. They will go 16-2. and They will... Postseason. They will not. No, they're going to lose more games. They lost games to the Clippers. They're going to the lose Clippers, more games. The Clippers scheme feeds right into the weakness of the Warriors. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. It's the all cl- about scheming, it, and the Clippers had that. Uh, the Rockets team that relies on their shooting and also in Chris Paul coming in big. That's not going to. The Rockets are going to win the next game. No, they're not. Yeah, they are, Danny. No, there's the no Rockets, chance. The I, I Rockets, can't see it. I cannot see boy, it. Boy, are you cold today, Danny. It's like a freezer in here because you're so cold. Whatever. All Whatever. right. Let's, let's, let's get to, a, to another thing. All righty. So we have done our, our hot and cold takes, some interesting predictions here. Um, but let's move on to our last segment for who blew it this week. So, uh, Noah, why don't you start us out on uh, who blew it this week? The Denver Nuggets blew it in game two. They were so cold from beyond the arc, they could not hit a single shot, and it was just sad to watch. They were just cold as ice. Okay, I was upset. I was frustrated. I really was. When you limit Damian Lillard to only 14 points, you should win those games, especially when you're at home. Oh, my goodness, this is... Ah, this is this is frustrating. Yeah, it is not it was not a pretty game. Um 
I mean, it, you got to remember this. There's a lot of defense going on in this series because Denver likes the slow tempo offense. They don't like to score as many points. They um, they're just not that great of a scoring team. I mean, they're decent, but that's not their strength. Their strength is defense and height. And uh, when <laughs> Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum are r- blowing right past you, that's that's all the all she wrote in that game. Yeah, I I still I'm still clinging to the fact that I believe that this series is going to be ended very quickly by the Nuggets and they're going to sweep in Portland. I really think it's going to happen. <sighs> I mean, I just I just can't stand you saying that, Danny, because you're so wrong. Because it's going to be Portland in six. No, no. When have you ever had one of your picks come true? Uh, m- more times than not. Well, have you seen my picks? I don't know about your picks, Danny. Who's your picks? My picks? I have Golden State go sweeping through everyone, and that's all that you need to know. Well, that's, n- that that's just not true. You probably had them sweep in the first round. Did that happen? No. Well, that was because they, I looked, didn't look at the matchups. No, no. It's because you just sure, you're just like, oh, Golden State's the best team because they cheat, clearly. And so that's why... That's not true. I mean, it is, but... Uh, but, you know, that's all that needs to be told there. But uh, we've talked enough about the Golden State Warriors today. Yeah, we got to talk about something else. All right, Danny. So who blew it this week for you? It seems like there was some crazy stuff happening on the Houston Texans team, um, some drama there. Uh, how do you feel about that? Ryan Griffin, Texans tight end. This man, we, we, we allude to this on an, a different show. Noah. Yeah, something about sports. Uh, yeah, something about sports, <laughs> 8 to 9, Saturdays on 88 Won the Berg. You're something about Sports Central. Okay. Yeah, sure is, Danny. So, okay. He really blew it. First of all, <laughs> he's, he's feeling a little happy. He's had a little too much to drink. Yeah. And then he decides to have a good time by, well, he's in a hotel. Nice hotel. Probably had good room service, right, Noah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He definitely was having a time. Yeah, and then he he has too good of a time, so he punches a window, punches a window, and the police realize, hey, there's something wrong. So they they go to the scene, and then they find Ryan Griffin. He's feeling a little a little happy, and then they look at his hand, and there's blood all over, along with shard glass. And I'm sure Ryan Griffin is saying over here, I didn't do it. I didn't put that hole in the window. Dude, Ryan Griffin, he, like I said on something about sports, he's channeling the inner Hulk. He's just like, oh, got to break the glass. And then what happens? Glass wins because he's all banged up. Yeah, so who 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 didn't blow it? It was the glass. Yeah, the glass. Well, the glass kind of shattered, so I guess they kind of blew it too. But, so uh, they lost as well. Yeah. Well, no, because he, they 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 beat an NFL tight end. <laughs> I mean, the NFL oh. tight end got negative points for what he did there. Just, <laughs> ah, just breaking it. It was, <laughs> it was just not not favorable for the man. Yeah, poor Ryan Griffin. He. He goes to jail because, well, first he goes to jail. That's one thing. For breaking glass. Yeah, yeah. And then also his hand. His hand was covered in blood. That's 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 when you know that you've really lost there. Yeah. He, Talk about blowing it. Yeah, I'm giving the points to the glass on this one. I don't think you should punch glass. I still just can't get over that. It's yeah, just th- absurd. Yeah, I think that was definitely a low blow on his part. Um, but, you know, it's... 
it's honestly, we see it happen in a lot of uh, when sports athletes, they have that much strength and energy and then they get in the right environment and stuff happens. So that's unfortunate on his part. Um, but that's all the time we have today on Fearless Frustrations. This has been Danny DeBach and Noah Annette, and I'm Faith Gould.